Christians are supposed to be Christ-like, just as the name implied from when it was originally used in the first century, right up to our own postmodern world today. It's as simple as WWJD, right? Wrong. Join our show host, teacher, servant leader, and fellow traveler as we journey together in learning how lives daily renewed by God's grace and power can embrace Christian living that counts and makes a difference in a broken world. Greetings for Author Talk. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book is titled, Again. I believe that's what it's called. No, it's Who is Born Again. And uh, the author of this uh, refers to it or subtitles it, You Must Be Born or Ye Must Be Born Again. And joining me from Texas is author, Brother Caleb Fabian Iwori. Thank you, sir, for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. This uh, book, obviously, is a personal passion. Uh, Just uh, for clarification, your original home country is Nigeria, but you have uh, moved to the United States and are here. This is a book that uh, deals with spiritual things, and I'm curious why you decided to write this book. What was the the, the motivation that that you felt you needed to share this this content? Yes, thank you so much, Mr. Um, the idea for this book came from an in-depth encounter by the hunger to know the truth for the genuine Word of God. From my study of the, of the Bible, I realized that there has been a great fundamental error and a turn away from the apostolic teaching of the Word of God and uh, as delivered to the early apostles by so many denominations who are teaching the doctrines of man and uh, not that of Christ to their congregation. And so leading a greater majority of the followers to perdition. And I have something pulsating in me to reach out to these followers by the way of putting the record in a book for, for, um, for the ever-Christian that is calling for I sorry for every Christian that is calling for, to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to know the truth and be set free because the, like the Bible said you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So there is so many things going on today, so many teachings. But if you are not careful, you'll be led astray because this is the end of of time. Wherein the Bible said that. There, should, there is going to be a turn away from the original scripture. And I said, when the Son of Man shall come, shall he find faith? So this, because people have been swayed by all that we see today, by signs and wonders, and the motivational speakers come into it, and they, you think that they are called. Then many of them are not called. They are just motivational speakers. And because many of them can mention uh, memorize certain the Bible and they now call themselves pastors and, and they, many are, are not called. Like you find out in the book of Jeremiah 23 he said, my shepherd have led them astray teaching for teaching all kinds of errors. You see, so this is what gave me the positive interest and move to add my shoulder to the wheel, to let those who have already been swayed, they love the word of their pastors more than the 
word of God very pathetic that we need to address in this book. Well, we can tell we can tell that you have a passion for the subject material. Absolutely. Now, uh, would you be considered by most a pastor of a congregation, or are you a uh, an individual follower of Jesus Christ? How would you describe your personal uh, personal uh, position? Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. I am not a pastor. I, am, I don't have any title. I'm just a brother in, in the church. And uh, in my church, I am even the least of the congregation, you see. So right. I have a pastor. I have deacons. I am under them. So I'm just a brother, a follower of the end time message that is delivered by God's prophet messenger of this end time, Brother William Braham. Now, have you have you always been a growing up in Nigeria? Was it a Christian uh, atmosphere, a Christian family, Christian church that that uh, began your journey? Oh, I've been in a couple of churches because when you start, because when you are begin, when you want to hear the truth, you see many people go from one church to the other, from one church to the other, because they are craving to hear the truth. So I've gone to a couple of them, and uh, I didn't find what I needed. Uh, but there was one church I went to. It was close to what I uh, In fact, that is where I, I, I got my salvation, the mm. Brethren Fellowship in Nigeria at Ejibo. And as I moved further into the message, I now come to the absolute realization of the Word of God and uh, become a follower of the teaching of God's prophet messenger. When I got into the church, uh, local Christian assembly, Lagos, that was then located at uh, 126 Adekunle Street, uh, I, I, I marveled. I see, this exists around here. And people don't know this. And from there, the church moved out to uh, 136 Lagos Street. That mm. was that. That was in Lagos. And from there, I moved out of Nigeria. And from Maryland, I I, I look out for a, a church that preaches the same thing. And uh, I located the church, uh, the Bright Assembly. Then I moved out of there to Houston, Texas, and. Uh, my present church right now is a uh, Houston Tabernacle, located in uh, Highway. Ah, excellent. Lagos, um, uh, uh, here in Houston, near the Houston area. Now, when you when you felt the the urge or the desire or the passion to share the scriptures and the uh, information in your book. Who did you think would would benefit from reading it? Besides the obvious, uh, the believers, those who attend church, who were you trying to reach, and and uh, what was the um, the time frame it took to get this completed? Yes, like the scripture says that uh, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached all over the world, and the the end would come. And he said again in Matthew to the he said, "Go therefore into the world and preach to all." The, the, the gospel is meant for everyone, but not everyone will receive it. It's only the, it is only intended to uh, by those who are predestinated all over the world that Christ died for. He said, "My sheep hear my voice, and I call them by their name, and they, I, they follow me. They they crave to hear the word of God. Only these ones that are craving to hear the word of God." 
And they are not those ones that just run after miracles. Some of the miracles are actually not miracles. Magicians are or, or glorified herbalists turn into Christianity. But the, those who are seeking to hear the absolute word of God, the word of God vindicated for the age that we are in, those are the ones that this book uh, is meant for. Jesus Christ died for the whole world that are predestinated, not just for everyone, those of them that are predestinated, those are the ones, they will hear his voice. But the rest of them will, will make mockery and the jest of, of the world because it's not meant for them. This book is designed to ask those ones because they will hear it and they will adapt you, like you are calling their names and they hear it. Their name, they come to to the um, sorry to understand or to follow to hear the truth. So these these are the ones that this book is meant for. Very good. You you mentioned a uh, uh, there is a story in your book. I don't know if it's uh, I guess it's a factual story about evangelist Daniel Curry. Uh, share with my listeners uh, what that was about and why you included it. Oh yes, you see. Because there is great multitude that's calling upon the name. Many people have great crowds of congregations uh, with signs and wonders everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is not an identity or, or, or a, a what convinces you that you are of God. Because the, the Bible says many are called, a few are chosen. And say again that many shall come at, on, on the last day and say, Lord, Lord, I... Heal the sick, I raise the dead, and I great, great signs and wonders. And he who said to them, Depart from me, ye that walk in equity. So, this uh, um, uh, evangelist, Daniel Kuri, I use that to really illustrate so that you people would know if the righteous be scarcely saved, how shall they, those who don't know God, what shall be their end? So, Daniel Kuri, a great evangelist. He died. He died and he was going, he got to the gate of heaven. When he got there, he, the, the caretaker of the gate asked him, may we know you, sir? He said, I am evangelist Daniel Curry. I have won several souls to Christ. I have performed great signs and wonders. So the, the caretaker said, Wait, let us check if your name is right here. Then the catechist checked on the record. He didn't find his name. He said, I'm sorry. Uh, there, there is no evangelist than Curry right here. Hmm. Then Curry was shocked. He said, what? I am a great He said, I'm sorry. We don't have any message to entertain your case. Do you want to appeal to your case? Daniel said, I have no choice. If that be the only option than to appeal my case. He said, God, appeal your case to the white throne judgment. Hmm. So he told him to move on. So he said, go in. He said, on his way, as he goes, he makes the light, light. The further he goes, the brighter the light shone. The further he goes, the brighter is shone. The light shone more than the brightness of the sun. He said, he kept going and going. The light was shining and shining and shining. And of course, you know that Jesus is the light of the world. So he said, he got to a place. He had a voice said to him, 
Were you perfect when you were in, in the world? He said, I was not perfect. Mm. Then he remembered certain things he had done that were, were not right. I was not perfect. He asked him again, well, have you told the truth in everything that you did in the world? He remembered certain lies he has told. He said, I was not very truthful. Oh. He mm. kept asking him, and he said he was waiting for a voice to send him to hell. He said, while at that moment, a voice came and spoke out of that light again. He looked and he said he saw the face. The face he saw was very interesting, very lovely than the, the, the face of a mother. The voice turned around and said, Father, Daniel Kuri stood for me when he was in the world. Mm. I will stand for him. He said, take all his sins, put it into my account. Wow. Mm. That is a great revelation. Now, when will you die? Or when whoever has proclaimed the, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you think that you, because you have crowd and the signs and wonder following you, and you come to this kind of a situation, who will stand for you? Jesus Christ stood for him because Daniel Curry, he stood for him, he evangelized and did everything with all his sincerity. And Jesus Christ said, I will stand for him, take all his sins, all his debts, put it into my account. And of course, we know that Jesus died for the sins of, the, of, of his predestinated ones that, 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 that have died. Those are people he died for. Then they could God favor. So if the righteous, if the righteous like Danikuri scarcely be saved, where will the ungodly go? Is very pathetic. So that's, that's why it, it behoves everyone that name the name of the Lord to be honestly sincere that they are following the word of God as it is written, not with with, the, with a hidden mind because if many go to it to it because of money, 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 right. money, and the, all kinds of things and for popularity. But we must be genuinely born again. This book, if you look at the front cover, it had two images. The two images, the the white image by on the left, denotes or shows the DNA or the gene of God. Whereas the one by the right denotes the the DNA or the gene of man. And this picture gave the entire revelation of of what the content of this book is. On the the one that is the DNA of God, it shows you that God is heavenly. The other one Man is earthly. God has a theophany. We have a flesh. God is perfect. The man is imperfect. God is immortal. Man is mortal. God is sinless. Man is, has to be born again. Man is born in sin. God lives by the world. The other one loves the world. My. So these things are the character. Then man bypassed this attributes of God by our human nature, by our natural birth. That is why we need a second birth to be born like 
by the Spirit of God. Because in the beginning, uh, in Genesis chapter 1, it said God created man in his own image. Now, what is the image of God? God is a spirit. So God created a spirit man. Now, after he created the spirit man, he now formed a body to incubate that spirit uh, man. So that we now have to go back to our foundation so that we can be like God. Otherwise, whatever we do on earth and we live on into that way we have found ourselves, we have no part in God. Jesus said, ye must be born again. He didn't suggest you may be born again or can you. He said, ye must. Ye must be born again. And he said that to a great religious leader. Everybody hears about that word, born again, born again. Anyone that goes to church, any kind of church, they say they are born again. He has become a rhetoric. He has become a slang by everyone saying that he's born again. But by the life that they project, it has nothing to show about Christianity. So this book is designed to let people, those who call upon the name of God or who want to stop God, to know the way you have to be born again. And the, the born again is not automatic. You go to church today, they call you out, they pray for you, they say, now you are born again. That is a lie mm. from the pit of hell. It has to be in sequence. You go to school, you went to, the, the, uh, okay, let's say you went to a university. The very day you went to school was not the day you graduated. You passed from different stages until you start the exam and the pass, and you are awarded a degree. Now, you are not born again until you, where you are converted, strengthen your brethren. That is where you are born again, not by you, you trying to live a life or a pretentious life or a hypocritical life. When you are tried, you fail. So if you are not born again, it's for everybody. If you are not born again, whoever is not born again and is going to church is wasting time because you didn't say you may be born again. He said you must be born again. And that settles it. That's why we crave in our effort to know God, to be born again. Well, Brother Caleb, so you, you have... In some way that Jesus came, Jesus came in a spiritual form. We bypassed it, come in a human form the way by sex. That's how we came. So we need a spiritual, a rebirth, so that we'll be one with God. Yeah, Brother Caleb, it sounds like you uh, you may be a little bit uh, excited and passionate about the subject matter. I don't know. I mean, looking at the book, those who uh, might uh, be teaching uh, teachers of, uh, of uh, gospel literature and uh, maybe a Sunday school class, something of that nature, even pastors uh, can look at this well-researched book, has uh, many scripture references and, uh, and is done in a conversational style. Uh, thank you for sharing your story about this book, the title of which, again, is Who is Born Again? Question mark. And then You Must Be Born Again is the subtitle. My author guest has been Brother Caleb Fabian Iwori. Sir, where do my listeners get a copy of your book? I, my, the book can be got on Amazon, on Google, on eBay, on so many, uh, over 500 online channels. And uh, a website is coming out, so, uh, it will be released by, by, by
by the author house uh, that you can as well get this book, which is my direct website. They are going to release it um, any moment from now. Um, go to Auto House, you get it, go to Barnes and, and Noble, go to uh, Google, you get it, and so many of them. Just type it, check it out, you find it, and you see the two images. Yes, I, yes. On the front cover of the book. Very good. Then you know that is the book. Very analytical, very detailed. The inside is very expository. And so you know, not just to go to church or they call you for at the, at the altar call and they, you automatically you say you are born again. You are believing unto. You are in the process of believing. You are justified. If you, if you go to some countries or some areas, there are people that go to the West Bean or, or, and pick up certain things that, that are not good. But by picking those items is a way like they are justifying the use of that item, but they are not going to use it. Then when they pick up those items, it has to go to another process of washing, cleansing with, with chemical or with water. Then the book is, the, the content is not yet ready until the third process of it is when they will fill up contents in that item, then it can be so that now that's how when you make a step of faith to come up to give your life to to Christ, it's like you are justified. Even though all those things, all those things are still right within you, but manage yourself, try to line up with the hunger is there. Now you keep on reading the word of God. The word of God keep on Washing you, washing you, making you try to live right. You are still not yet born again after the celebration until the, you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You fall on you and knock off and annihilate all the hunger of committing all those kind of sins, smoking and drinking and uh, fornicating and lies. The hunger will literally leave you. And then there is one song we used to sing back home. It said, Something happened to me, things are different to me, since I gave my life to Jesus. The things I love have passed away, the things I hate have come to stay. Something happened to me, things are different to me, since I gave my life. To Jesus. You see, why is that? You, all those hungers are still there until you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It takes the hunger the, of those things out of you. Even though you were doing it before, the, the hunger, sometimes you fall, but you, you quickly run back to God to make yourself right by the, by the uh, Word of God and by the washing of water, which is the Word of God and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Brother Caleb, thank you again for sharing that passion with us today. Again, the title of the book is Who is Born Again? And it's Brother Caleb Fabian, last name Iwori, I-W-O-R-I-E, if you're doing a search online. Thank you again for sharing that with us today. Best to you and to the future progress in your book. Hope it does well. For Author House and Author Talk, this is Jay Douglas Barker. Stay with us for more Christian Living That Counts, back in a moment. 
Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at Toginet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcast. The subjects our podcasts cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching, to military resources, to business success, even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com. That's S-C-O-T-T at T-O-G-I-N-E-T-R-A-D-I-O dot com. Returning with more of Christian Living That Counts... Greetings for Author Talk. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book title is I Am a Servant. It's 39 studies for small groups and individuals from the Gospel of Mark. And joining me is the author and pastor, Kim Huffman, also who goes by the name or by the uh, pseudonym or I guess the, the nickname of Preach. Welcome to the program, sir. Thank you very much, Jay. This is a, a book, obviously, directed towards churches and uh, individuals who are involved in church uh, ministry, I would I would think. You've done other books. This is not your first uh, book, is it? That's correct. I've done uh, three other books. And were the other books along the same line, or were they different? Uh, two of them were the same. I did one called 30 Pit Stops on the Roman Road, which was a small group study. Uh, had 30 uh, lessons in it, and then I did one on Ephesians, what the church is to be and do, and uh, it uh, was a little bit shorter. It, it didn't have that many uh, lessons, but it's basically for small groups and uh, individuals to study. And then my fourth book was ac- is actually a children's book. Uh, it's called The Adventures of Gray Fox from Squirrel Creek, and it's about Indian life and growing up as a, an Indian boy. Oh, fantastic. Now, you have the nickname or the um, casual name of Preach, an assignment that's been given you. Is that because you're an animated speaker, or is it just uh, because you have a passion for ministry? Well, I've been a preacher uh, for 50 years, and uh, one of the churches that I served at in Flat Rock, Indiana, uh, somebody started calling me that, and it just kind of (laughs) stuck. That's a, that's a very fine, commendable name for anyone who is a pastor or preacher or speaker uh, to be recognized that way. Your book itself, I Am a Servant, it is about the book of Mark. Why did you choose that particular book, and uh, how would you say that uh, the design or the layout is maybe different from what what's already in the marketplace? Well, I think it's different because it is for small groups and individuals to study. And there are questions at the end that kind of allow you to review. And in a small group, if there's a facilitator, they have some questions to use as they go through the each lesson that the uh, group can use to discuss. Uh, I chose the book of Mark because I wanted to do one of the Gospels. And Mark is kind of like the Reader's Digest version of the four Gospels. Right. And it, it's uh, it's really a, a, the Gospel of action. It tells the things that Jesus did. And so that intrigued me because I like to do 
things that uh, have action to them. And so I thought people would probably like that. And and you have, uh, from a, a juxtaposition, used the word servant also, though. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, there's a passive uh, identity with the term servant, but that's not how you have applied it. Your first, your first uh, study deals with being a servant, and uh, it talks about some things that are a little bit controversial, maybe in the question and answering uh, section of your of your book. Uh, first question was, uh, what does it mean to be a servant? And then you do talk about Exodus 21 and uh, uh, being a slave. How do those two things work into the Christian faith? Well, the Exodus 21 passage goes back to Moses. <clears throat> and, of course, he led the children of Israel, who were slaves, out of Egypt. And uh, <clears throat> I think... In a, in a sense, we are all bondservants to Christ. We, we have a responsibility to, to follow him and to serve him. And so there's really a lot of similarity between what we think of a servant and, and what a slave really is all about. So I wanted to tie those together in the very first lesson so that as people go through that, they, they have that idea in mind. And looking at that history, they were not passive, were they? No, they were not. <laughs> so being a servant does not mean passiveness necessarily. Right. It doesn't. It means that you are obeying the master. And, of course, in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus Christ is that master. Very good. Now, there are uh, 39 studies here. Uh, how long did it take you to complete this, Pastor? Well, I was. I, I just retired September the 30th. And so I was writing it during the end of my ministry. It took me three years, and of course I was full-time minister, so I didn't work on it steadily, but uh, as I had a chance, I did this. and So about three years it took me to do, do the whole thing. Have you had an opportunity to, to share this with small groups or with uh, teaching entities, pastors, and so on? Have they been able to use this? Have you received any feedback from uh, from the contents at this point? Uh, not a lot because I just really received the book in uh, the middle of October. Uh, there are two churches that I know of that have used it, and I've gotten very favorable comments with it. Uh, one of the churches uh, also used the Romans book, and they said that the the I Am a Servant book is actually, they liked it better. <laughs> Phenomenal. Now, the the contents, they're, they're not extensive. Uh, I mean, it's not real uh, involved number of pages in each each chapter. Uh, they are open to interpretation. I guess there's an opportunity for the facilitator or for the teacher to, to expand on the basic comments that you have outlined in your book. Would that be a good way to describe this? Yes. Uh, the, the Scripture... For each uh, chapter is is there, and I did that so that people who don't have their Bible will have the scripture. But uh, the facilitator then, uh, you know, is free to use that however they want to. So I think most people would interpret that in, in, through their own lens and however they feel like their their small group best would see it. Having been a pastor and now retired, are you uh, looking forward to being more? recognized as an author, or are you still involved in both aspects of ministry? I'm still involved in both. The um, reason I, I wrote 
the three books that are small group books is because our church that, that I was pastoring, uh, they were looking for good small group material, and they were really having trouble finding good material. So they said, well, why don't you write something? So mm-hmm. that's how I came up with the first book, and then it just kind of led to the other two. Well, they made you work. That's, I mean, not, not, not that you didn't work as a pastor. I don't mean it that way, but that's that's extra pressure to be an author, I would think. <laughs> well, they didn't have a lot of trouble with me spending some time working on the books because <laughs> they're the ones that requested it. Well, there you go. I mean, uh, I can't get a better commendation or uh, assignment than that, have someone pay you to write a book. Uh, the, uh, the books themselves, uh, is this a passion that you will continue with? Do you have something else in the works currently? I do. Uh, I would, I'm not very far along with it yet, just in the idea stage, but I'd uh, like to do another book that's on discipleship. I see that as a real need, and I think it would be, follow up the I Am a Servant book really well. You took a, a left turn or right turn or a, a, a turnabout or something in, in writing the children's book. Uh, how did that come about? I had several ideas already on paper about it, and... Uh, uh, I actually have a, a grandson whose uh, middle name is Trevor Bear. Uh-huh. His first name is Trevor and his second name is Bear. Uh-huh. And uh, I have worked with Boy Scouts all my life, and I have a teepee, and I've used it with them camping and everything. And I've always liked Indians. Um, we've been out west and been to rendezvous and powwows and things. And uh, so I, I just really uh, just put it all together. I even illustrated it myself. Wow! Um, and uh, just made a, a really good book for for children. And what's your hope for this book? Uh, besides the obvious, of course, uh, is there something in the content of Mark that even surprised you or led you into a different viewpoint than you had initially beginning the book? Yes, uh, one of the things that really uh, caught my attention was the fact that. You know, in this world in which we live, it's all about me first, and that's not really what what I'm about and what I think the Lord is about. And so it really captured my attention to get across to people that there is more than just I want and, and prideful things and selfishness. And so if people can get just a little bit of a hint of, what it means to be a servant and the reward that comes from serving other people. And I think maybe that will help them get over some of the things that this world is pushing on people. The book itself, primarily designed for small groups and so on, do you think that an individual would find this also a great study hab- a great study help in their personal devotions? Yes, that's one of the reasons that I wrote it, not just for the small groups, but... In fact, right on the front, I put for small groups and individuals because there are a lot of people who maybe, you know, aren't a part of a church or aren't in a, into a small group, and they, I think they can get a lot out of it, and they can go over the questions at the end of each lesson, and uh, it can cause them, I think, to give some serious thought to what's been said in each lesson. Fabulous. You uh, obviously have a passion for uh, your background, which is as a minister, pastor, and you want to uh, continue that. Is there anything that you uh, discovered or uh, came across that was a challenge in getting this completed? 
Uh, I have uh, a lot of time to really think about that. I just uh, I knew that if I could get this book out, that it would probably hit a chord with people. And so far, all the comments that I've got back have been very encouraging that this is a book that people think other people need to, to get into their hands. So I'm really encouraged to hopefully see what's going to happen with this book. I mean, I, I didn't really do any of these books to make money. I just want to help people get a closer walk with the Lord. And if that happens, then my my effort and expense that I've spent on these books would be well re- worth it. Even though your background is a pastor of a uh, the Christian church denomination, this is a trans-denominational effort, correct? Yes. I. Anyone who's wanting to get closer to the Lord, I think, can use these books. And really, the church that I've pastored has not a whole lot to do. Fabulous. Well, thank you for sharing your story. The title of the book, again, is I Am a Servant, 39 Studies for Small Groups and Individuals from the Gospel of Mark. My guest, author, Kim Huffman, H-U-F-F-M-A-N. Pastor Huffman, where do we get copies of your book? Well, you can get them from the publisher, Arthur House, or they're also online, I believe, at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can contact me. I have quite a supply of them as well. Do you have a website yet developed? I do, through Westbow Press. That's the first book that I did. Set it up for me, and I'm just using that for all my books. Fantastic. And they can also do a search under your name, and and, uh, they'll find that website if there's any difficulty. Again, Pastor Kim Huffman. Kim Huffman is the author, H-U-F-F-M-A-N. Thank you, sir, for joining me today and sharing your story. Thank you very much, Jay. My pleasure for Author House and Author Talk. This is Jay Douglas Barker. Join us again for Christian Living That Counts.